Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Obsidian Achievement. This is your host, Mike Russin. I'm on the road to New York. So I got my wife, Geneva, I got my dog, Bane, and we are headed on this nine-hour trek to New York to see the family. We're going back to see the family, and then one of my good, dear friends, Nate Sanzo, uh, is having his wedding reception Super excited for him. Gonna go spend some time with him and the new wife and some of his family. We're very proud of Nate. Uh, can't wait to see him and the and the rest of the family, man. But uh, we we had some time here on the road uh, in between podcasts and, and running a couple meetings here, and we wanted to do um, I wanted to do a, a special guest podcast today with with my wife, the one and only Geneva Russin here with me today. How you doing today, G? I'm all right. I'm nervous. I need to turn my seat cooler up. <laughs> I'm sweating already. Geneva's very nervous about this. So, um, you know, let's all be supportive <laughs> or just say really terrible things about Tear her. Tear me down. Uh, just rip her apart uh, in the comments. Send me a DM insulting her. Criticism is fuel. <laughs> So um, what I wanted to do, um, we didn't really plan what, what direction we were going to head with this. We just kind of said, hey, let's film something and see what happens. So what I wanted to do to start was, you know, Geneva, you know, I'm just going to fire some questions at you and then I'll answer them myself. Okay. You know, could you remind everybody how we met? We met on Tinder in 2015. Um, I think Tinder was still pretty new. I, I think so. Pretty I remember, sure it was. I remember downloading it and not being sure of myself. Um, I know it was used a lot for just casual meetings, we could say. Um, but I downloaded it while I was in school and I was doing summer classes. And then I came home and forgot to check it or something. And so my location reset to Pittsburgh. And I was like, you know what? I'm fuck it. I'm just going to go and start looking. And I saw your page, and it was very impressive. And I swiped, and I remember, you know, on Tinder it says if they, if they swiped you, you match. And I swiped, and it did not say that you had swiped me. And I was, that was a hit to the ego, for sure. <laughs> I was like, but you know, and so I just kept going. And um, I talked to a couple people on there, but never met anybody. I just wasn't sure about it. And then you ended up matching with me. And we talked for a while before meeting. I think we talked for like a couple weeks. Did we talk that long? You, before you actually took me on a date. Well, you didn't take me on a date, actually. I cornered you when I heard you were at the mall. At yeah, the I was I was at the mall. I was at the mall, the Ross Park Mall in, uh, in Pittsburgh. And uh, she's like, where are you? What are you doing? I'm like, I'm shopping at the mall. And she's like, cool, I'll be, I'll be there, there in an hour. I'm like, well, what the hell? So I got cornered. At a cheesecake factory. And in fact, I remember, I'm like, is she trying to play a control game here? I actually Absolutely. left the mall, got into my car, and sat in my car and watched her walk in. And was if, if anybody knows me, you'll know I'm never late. Um, and I was intentionally 15 or 20 minutes late uh, to walk in into dinner with her. So that was funny. But yeah, we had dinner at Cheesecake Factory. We did. And, uh, you know, things just kind of clicked. Um, and I can remember, you know, back then, you know, I'm in my early 20s. I'm making real good money. Um, and, you know, I was kind of a savage. And I can remember that, uh, you know, instead of trying to take her home, which you can understand probably what that implies, 
you know, I walked her to her car. I gave her a kiss on the cheek. I opened her car door for her and sent her on her way. And then uh, I think it was the next day, right? The next day, I uh, asked her out on a second date, and the rest is is pretty much history. Yeah, so we were, I would say, attached at the hip ever since then. Yeah. I don't think there was any, you know, casual dating. I think pretty much the first week that we saw each other, we were together every day. If, I mean, if, if you weren't working or we would have different dinner every night or something, it was, it was pretty much understood. Yeah. We, <laughs> yeah, we definitely became like best friends very quickly. So, you know, from there, uh, just a little background, we lived in Pittsburgh for a little while longer. Um, and my business in Erie was failing. Um, so I ended up having to pack up and move back to Erie. And I think you moved with me, right? Um, well, or were you I was still in no, school? I was still in college, so I'd visit every weekend. And then when I graduated, I moved up. That's right. You were in Erie for about a year and a half. But you barely went to classes. You were in Erie almost okay, every day. Let, I, I don't even know how she freaking graduated. I have a diploma. I will show anyone that wants to see it. People that went to college with me will say they never saw me, but I passed. So that's all that matters. Yeah, so she, <laughs> she, she was going to Grove City. I was living in Erie. She would come up and see me, spend a lot of time there. Uh, and then, you know, after we got Erie built back up and sent another team to Philadelphia, I moved back down to Pittsburgh. She came back down to Pittsburgh with me. Um, you know, we got engaged and uh, then married in Pittsburgh. And then most recently, as most of you know, about nine months ago, we picked up and we moved to uh, Maine. So we moved to Erie together. We moved back to Pittsburgh together. And then we moved out to Maine. So now I think we're on six years. Six years. Yep. Six years together, about one and a half, a little over one and a half years married. So, um, you know, Geneva's been through it all with me. You know, I can remember in Erie, you know, some nights we were deciding whether or not to what whether or not to drink or spend money on food because we had such little money. I can remember scrounging around for change in the cars to go to Coinstar, going to Coinstar so we could go get something to eat. So, you know, she's been with me through tough times, uh, but also been with me, you know, you know, now with good times, you know, going from searching for change and then you know to where we are at now you know so Geneva my question to you would be is you know why did you stick around when things were tough like what's some advice that you could give maybe for some spouses out there that are with their whether it's a male or a female but with a partner that's you know on the come up in business and making sacrifices and working long hours and you know can you talk a little bit about why did you stick around through that why were you supportive like what what was the what was the reason for all that yeah. Um, well, first I would say um, I have to give credit to my parents because um, they're both entrepreneurs and I grew up watching them both, you know, create businesses, lose businesses. But um, through all of that, they were very much best friends. And um, it was just, it was never, you know, they never really showed us the stress of what was going on. But as I got older, you just kind of pick up on things. And, um, it was just the love that they had for each other even when we had no money you know we had like we had to get a generator because we had no electricity but i remember still every single night they'd be up just laughing with each other and that is something that i knew that i wanted in somebody so then when i met you um i would say when we were in erie and we really didn't have any money that was some of the best memories that i that i have yeah of us um was just hanging out and being together and 
say it's really important to find somebody that you can laugh with no matter what. Like when you, if you have nothing, just make sure you can laugh and have that love and support and be, you know, that, that, that comfort for somebody because, you know, money comes and goes, but if you have a strong support system, that's what matters. So it just came really naturally with you and me. Right. You know, I think if, if you have somebody that's not supportive or, you know, not, not on your side or on your back, it's really difficult to make that work. So I think we were really blessed with that as well. Yeah. And I think a big part of it is belief in a vision, you know, like your mom, I know she has massive belief in, in your dad and, yeah. you know, his ability to be successful. I feel like you always had a, a big belief in me too, yes. you know, that, that things were going to pop at some point, you know, and I, so I think it's, it's really not, you know, if I'm hearing what you're saying correctly, it was really having a strong foundation to the relationship that's rooted in friendship and love and not rooted in Some money or, or right. situations. Right. So that stands the storm of circumstances, you know, so, and then the second thing is, uh, just a belief in vision in your, in your partner, assuming that they have a vision. So to, to the men and, and the women too, but to the men listening, you know, my advice for you, man, is and my question to you rather is do you have a vision for yourself and your family that your wife is bought into or your partner is bought into? You know what I mean? Is there a vision? Is it compelling? Is it, you know, something are is there something that you're working towards and communicating that you're working towards with, with your person? You know, because you know, a lot of times guys will have a vision but it's not communicated, but more often guys just have no vision at all. They just get up, they go to work every single day and they live to pay bills, you know. So I think on the on the on the woman's end of things, you know, in, in a relationship with maybe an entrepreneurial man, you know, the the foundation of that relationship has to be rooted um, in love and friendship and trust and all those good things because entrepreneurial uh, pursuits can be feast or famine, yes. and then there has to be, you know, a vision um, that both I, are bought into and both trust for each other. You know, I would say other thing as a spouse or a partner is you know control what you can control and so you know if your spouse is out working and things aren't going well um you know control what you can control whereas like uh keep that home environment a place where they can relax and feel supported and take care of yourself and I don't just mean like go to the gym I mean like just keep a healthy mindset do things that keep you positive um so that you could be a positive place for them I think it's important to, like I said, just control what you can control in your lives when, for when things, you know, don't go as planned. Yeah, that's great stuff. But, uh, you know, one thing I'm just, you know, we didn't have a plan for this, but I'm thinking out loud is, you know, some people, some people might be listening to this and, and say, well, haven't you guys gone through some shit recently? Haven't you guys gone through some adversity and some obstacles in your relationship recently and that that's probably an episode for a different time the specifics on all of that but i think the reason why i feel comfortable sitting here and giving this advice to people is and sharing this with geneva and you guys between us and you guys is you know number one we've been through it all and made the mistakes that we can help counsel you on because again like i've said before you know, being a fool is not learning from mistakes at all. Being smart is learning from your own mistakes and being wise is learning from others. You know, so I think we've been through a fair share of adversity that would break most relationships into pieces. Um, and here we are, you know, six years in, having gone through everything that we've gone through, moving, 
financial issues, um, you know, even some betrayal on both parties, you know, and, and just, uh, we've been through it all. I, I mean, every issue conceivable. Um, and we're still here after six years, uh, you know, it's six years strong of just, you know, it's, it's pretty cool to look back and see this, that regardless of anything that's negative that's happened, there's been so many positives. And if anything, we're better and stronger. I would say. Because of it. You know what I mean? We, we didn't get back to it. I would say we we moved forward and started just a new part of our lives together that I think it was necessary. I think we needed to be propelled forward into a different a different uh, time and to grow together. But I think it's better than anything I could have imagined. Yeah. You know, and I super th- I'm obviously not thankful for the hurt that went on and... Um, you know, those hard days that we go through, but I am so grateful for where we're at. I feel just really good about it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, uh, um, you know, we'll go into the specifics on another episode, but the main thing that I think that we can talk about right now is, you know, coming out to this new chapter in our relationship where, you know, we, we recently got married, things almost fell apart. Um, what's that? right before we got married, or right after. Right after, yeah, things almost fell apart. Um, You know, I had my fair share of issues and problems and stuff, and then most recently, you know, we dealt with something else, but there's, you know, it's almost, it almost fell apart, and now we're back, and we're better than ever, um, and stronger than ever, so I think things that, two things that stand out to me that I could start on, maybe you could elaborate, that, that have changed, and advice that I could give to you guys, whether you're in a relationship now or you're going to be someday, I think what led us to some of the issues that we've had recently and in the past was number one, you know, a lack of communication and trust. And then number two was kind of getting too comfortable just existing around each other. You know what I'm saying? So for a long time, you know, I can remember that there was there was definitely a lack of clear communication and there was an obvious lack of trust, which on my part was my fault because some of the things I was doing and then how you lashed back out at yeah. me, you know, there was obvious a clear, obviously a clear lack of trust in a relationship. And then, uh, you know, there was a lack of communication. So just touching on those two things, you know, regardless of how long you've been with somebody, my best advice is to keep dating that person and to have good, real, honest conversations. So some of you that have been in relationships for a long time, when's the last time you really sat down with that person and tried to figure out like, how are they doing? What are they feeling? What are they thinking? Are they happy? Like what's, what emotions are they feeling? Where are they at with their personal walk in life? Like how often are you guys having those kind of those checkup from the neck up conversations and really diving into each other's hearts? You know, how often are you really communicating that's outside of just day to day, all we got to do this and we got to do this, we got to take care of this. Like make sure that you take time to to really, really spend time sitting down and communicating with each other. And then the trust thing, I've said this before, you know, trust is, is gained in drops and lost in buckets. And for years, I was throwing buckets of trust out the window. Buckets and buckets, buckets of trust, trust out the out the freaking window every, every week. You know what I'm saying? Every so, uh, no, not every week. I'm I'm just saying the buckets were going frequently. Come on. You know, so it's um, 
you know, trust is lost in buckets and, and gained in drops, you know, and that it, it takes, listen, this, I'm just going to get to the point, guys. It only takes one event. It only takes one screw up to really damage or ruin a relationship. It only takes one. It, it doesn't matter. You could have been faithful for five years and then the sixth year you make a mistake that's five years of trust just went out the window. All those little droplets that were in that bucket are gone, and now you got to start over. So just, you know, number one is communicate heavily and often and, and genuinely. And number two is, because it's better, especially with communication, if you listen to the whispers, you won't have to hear the screams. Yeah. If you identify the smoke, you won't have to deal with the fire. So communication can stop problems in their tracks way before they metastasize. And then, you know, the trust thing is just try to avoid at all costs, you know, doing anything that would destroy trust. And I'm telling you guys right now, especially the men, you know, dig into Proverbs and you'll see Solomon warns against adultery and uh, women very, very often destroy. I mean, women destroyed so many powerful men in the Bible and even in contemporary society and history. You know, you see so many great men getting taken out of the game because they couldn't control themselves with women, you know. So just remember that one mistake, man, can ruin years and years and years of trust and ultimately ruin your relationship. So is there anything else you wanted to... Um, I mean, just on the communication part, I know it, it was like... I don't want to say it was different for us, but, you know, we were... We have always been best friends. And it's not like there was a time where we were, like, sleeping in different bedrooms or, like... Through all the hurt, um, we were still in love with each other and best friends. And so on my end, I wanted to preserve that. And so I had to take accountability for being selfish and not asking you if you were okay. Um, because I knew, you know, what the answer would be. And I didn't want to ruin what we had. But what I was doing was making it worse. I wasn't giving us a chance to let go of those things and move forward so I would just say to anybody that's maybe in my situation it's scary but if you so what is your, what was your situation I like, didn't like really for real or yeah like, I just didn't I, I knew things were going I knew you were doing things that you shouldn't have been doing I knew you were unhappy obviously and I didn't want to ask I didn't want to hear you say no I didn't want to hear it so instead, we just kind of coexisted together. So kind of like the one episode, Rip Out the Bullet, yeah. you were kind of dealing I with would, the gangrene yes. and the sickness instead of ripping that yes. shit out. I would, yeah. yeah, I would just say, if you you know, if you know really love that person and you, you want to make it work and they want to make it work, just do it. Just have that conversation. Have that tough conversation because I promise you... And we, you can say, you know, after we finally had those conversations, we felt better. Yeah. It was difficult to have, but each time we were like, oh my God, I can breathe now. So I would just say, like, just if you really want to make this work in the long run and have a real honest relationship, you have to just have those conversations and get it out of the way because I promise you will. Yeah, so a big part of communication is having tough conversations yes. regardless of how painful right. and if I or comfortable they might be. And if I would have had it a long time be. ago, it probably, things probably wouldn't have gotten as bad. Right. But it, it was, you know, I wasn't doing my part in checking up on you. And it's not like you were just going to sit down with me at dinner one night and be like, oh, by the way, you know what I mean? It's Being right. a partner is giving that person a chance yeah. to, to be better so that you two can be better. So that would be my 
that's great stuff. That's great stuff. And then the other point, uh, you're welcome. And then the other point was, uh, oh, make it, you know, don't let things get stagnant and just, oh, you know, because I think there yes. was a point where we were just existing around each other. Well, we were just, we've always been best friends, so it was just, it was, like, always good, you know what I mean? Because we're so comfortable with each other, but I think we took that for granted. Just because you're comfortable, that's a good thing, but don't get too comfortable. You yeah, and you guys know be, comfort kills. Yes. You know, comfort kills. So it got to a point where I think we were so comfortable. We did get so far on autopilot. Yeah. And I've warned you guys about this in business and your routines not to let yourself get on autopilot because it'll stunt your growth. You know, we weren't actively growing as a pair. Um, we weren't growing because, I mean, really it's a union. It's, it's two flesh becomes one. We weren't actively growing as a unit together um and i think a a big part of that has you know comes down to really just getting back to like the dating phase and trying yeah putting in work putting this that's that's the that's the bottom line guys is that any relationship is going to be work it's going to be major 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 work and people i think the reason why so many relationships fail over 50 to 60 percent of marriages end in divorce is that people stop putting in the work it's like you do all this work to you know, to you do all this work to win the person at the onset. You know, guys, you know what I'm talking about. You put on your, your your best game. You treat them right, opening doors and stuff like that. You always make sure you look good, smell good. And I'm not saying that you can't get to a level of comfort with somebody where you don't have to wear you know freaking cologne and do your hair every day. But you know, when's the last time that you treated your wife or or your girlfriend like you were dating them? You know, when's the last time you chased that person? That's the big thing is people want to feel like they're being chased and valued. You know, women, same thing. When's the last time you made your man feel like he was being chased or valued? When's the last time you stepped out of the box and did something different for that person? You know what I'm saying? I think we all get comfortable. And at the end of the day, what it is, is it's pride and it's ego. You it's, feel like you shouldn't have to do this, but like, exactly. why wouldn't you want to do that? Who else are you going to do it for? You know, like, you love that person. You should want to be the best that you can, and then when you do that, they want to do it for you. you exactly. Know I mean? And if they don't, then that's another issue. But So, like, ego in a relationship, man, ego, E-G-O, stands for edging God out. And a big part of what God is is love. And you're going to edge the love right out of your relationship with ego and pride. You know, I can remember my mindset was, well, you know, I make all this money and I've sacrificed and so why do I have to go above and beyond? And it wasn't until I sat down and had the uh, the conversation with myself and like, dude, like this is your wife, this is your partner. You should be you should want to give her the world and then more. You know what I'm saying? And and attend to all of her needs. You know what I'm saying? And the same with a woman is that you should want to attend to all of your man, man's needs. You know what I'm saying? And and really just embrace and love each other and try to grow uh, and challenge each other and just, you know, just main thing is, is keep dating that person, you know, and keep things interesting, you know, so anything else on that? Um, no, I was going to say, like, remember when we were servers and we talked about, like, if we didn't have anything to do, we would make mistakes. I would kind of compare that to, like, Putting in the work if you just kind of go on autopilot. In your That's relationship. a great. Hold on one second. That's a great point. So what we were saying was because oh, I don't know if they'll know no, what, what she was saying was when we both used to wait tables and we both agreed like when we were busy we were on point. Yes. Like when you were slammed and had a bunch of tables, you rarely made mistakes. It was when you were slow 
the restaurant wasn't full of people, that's when you forgot to put in orders. That's when you forgot an entree. That's when you made yeah. mistakes. So, go ahead. Yeah, so it's just put in that work and keep yourself busy with the right things. Keep yourself, you know, focused on the right things and you'll get into a flow that's productive instead of just kind of sitting back. You just you just forget things. You drop things in a relationship and you know, it's sometimes that can have a really big lasting impact on your relationship it's just important to stay focused on the right things yeah and, and work on the right things and, and I think a big part of that is working together but also working on yourself yes. you know what I'm saying I think that a lot of times people have a tendency to get their identities too wrapped up in each other and they forget to really do the work on themselves like you can't you can't make somebody else happy in a relationship if you're broken and busted yourself. You know what I mean? So I think a big part of having a healthy, successful relationship is, yeah, putting in the work with the other person, but also putting in the work with yourself. Like, what are you doing to grow as a person? What are you doing to get better every single day so that you could be not just the best person in business or at your job or wherever, but also as a father, a mother, a brother, a sister, and then a spouse or, you know, a significant other. What are you doing to make yourself better for that person? You know what I'm saying? It's like it goes back to the concept of wanting to win that person. You know, I, I just, um, you know, I feel very confident in myself that, you know, and I was telling you this the other day, like I feel very confident in myself because I know like, I don't have a lot, even with everything that has happened recently, I don't have a whole lot of insecurity about our relationship at all. Right. Because I know that I'm doing everything I need and I could get better in so many areas. But I'm getting better every day, physically, mentally, spiritually, in business. Like, I feel like as a man, I bring a shit ton of value to the table. And I'm going to keep growing that value. I'm not going to stop now. I'm going to keep growing and building on that value. And I'm going to keep getting better. And I think it's important that everybody listening is my question to you would be, what are you doing to get better every day? And what are you doing to increase your value? Are you just safely, you just think you're safe because there's a ring on the finger. Right. Like there's well, life is going to get more difficult. You know what I mean? Then you're going to have kids. You're going to, I don't know, maybe change it. Not you change a job. Like things are going to happen. So you can't just get to a place, you know, have one good conversation and be good. Like you need to continue to grow yourself because life doesn't stop you know yeah and that's you need to be well equipped to handle that and support your spouse 100 percent life as well so i mean take it from us man we're not perfect we both made a bunch of mistakes me me probably 10 times more you know um than anybody i know you know what i'm saying i'm i'm, I'm a pro at that i've, I've been a perfect the reason that's why i do this podcast guys i'm a professional mistake maker I love part of my French. I love fucking shit up. I just that's well, <laughs> we're getting we're getting it. past like, that now. No, we're getting past. I like I like I, I like being wise now. I really do uh, appreciate wisdom and and learning about potential mistakes before they're made and just getting better. But you know, I just wanted to spend. It's been about thirty minutes. You know, unless that's you had it. anything else. No, that's um, a good chunk out of our. See, we're down to four and a half hours. Yeah, let's go, man. So, uh, you know, I just wanted to spend some time with you guys today. Uh, again, we're not perfect. As, as I say all the time in these podcasts, this is not coming from a place of we got to figure it out. We're still figuring things out. Yes. But growth growth happens daily. It doesn't happen in a, in a day. You know, so we'll probably do a couple more. We'll probably do one of these every yeah, couple I weeks. Yeah, I was going to say, you, if you 
guys have questions or things that you would like to hear about, um, I would be interested in doing one every once in a while. Yeah. I mean, like I said, if you guys have questions and, you know, ladies out there, guys out there, if you guys want to, you know, shoot us some questions, I'd be happy to do more relationship geared podcasts as well because like i said we've been there we've made the mistakes and if you're going through something right now chances are we've gone it you know we've gone through it too we've come out the other side better you know again that's why i feel confident in us counseling people on some of this stuff is that we've been through it and we got to the other side and we're better for it that's you know one that i would say i'll seek counsel i think that's super important um if you're going through something you and your spouse i think seeking some type of counsel that's you know positive and aligns with what you believe in what your spouse believes i think that's so important yeah i'll be a little stricter on that and say it's got to be biblical, biblical counseling yeah I'm say, saying. i would say for us for sure i would i'd I would say, say for anybody for any well, for anybody yes. for right. anybody it. <laughs> all right well oh, that's it for me we appreciate you guys thanks for tuning in and uh give me some feedback on this episode if you guys like guests um, I'll keep bringing them on, man. We'll if have some fun. you never want to hear my voice again. Yeah, but if you never want to hear her voice again, also let me know that. You know, so. All right. All right, let's get it, guys. Let's have a good day. Peace.